on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. For the next hour, we'll give you the latest on fishing, hunting, and spending time in the outdoors all across the Northland. Welcome to Northland Outdoors Radio. Now here's your host, Brett T-Bone Amundsen. Try to hold back your excitement over there. (laughs) We have got so much to celebrate on this week's Northland Outdoors Radio. Uh, That last week's launch of Northland Outdoors Television went great. Yeah. This week's radio show is our 200th show. 200. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's old. That's old. Well, way to ruin it, Brian. <laughs> in a good way. It's old in a good way. Jeez, the show's over the hill. Season. We're having dinner at 3 p.m. and watching Matlock. <laughs> not that old. Nothing like, wrong it, with Matlock. It's not like blue hair gold. I, I like seasoned better, yes. Experience. Seasoned, yeah. There you go. Seasoned. Broken in. Anyway, thank you for joining us here on Northland Outdoors Radio because we are celebrating 200 radio shows. And, of course, uh, this is week two for Northland Outdoors Television. In the past 200 weeks, we've interviewed kings and presidents. Okay, that's not true. But we do have a vice president on the show this week, John Devney, the vice president of U.S. Policy for Delta Waterfall. they got a new program aimed at diving ducks like canvasbacks and redheads. Just how are they doing it and what are they trying to accomplish? We'll find out. Plus, Ben Putnam is back. He's from Bounty Waters Outfitters in Ely. He can do a uh, killer cool in the gang impersonation, by the way. Just he ask does. him. Is that who this is? <laughs> wow, my. Sorry. Get out of the studio right now, oh, Becca. I love this song. I just didn't know who it was by. Sorry. Oh, I don't even know what to say. So three of the four of us are old is what I think we've determined. Oh, boy. You said it. I didn't. Oh, wow. Uh, ben is with Boundary Waters Outfitters. You can still plan and take a trip to canoe country no matter where you're listening from. Ben will tell us how, and if you have a big trip coming up, he's got some tips on last-minute items to bring or what lures are working right now up there. But first, once again, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Northland Outdoors staff, Greg Kaiser. Hello. Brian Peterson. Hey, Brett. And Becca Clemens. What is that? Guys, it's, uh, it was a holiday week last week. We are wishing America happy birthday. Happy birthday, America. Happy Yay, birthday. happy birthday. Should we sing? No. Yeah. Launching our TV show in this week, of course, our 200th radio show. Brian, you decided to celebrate so hard you got injured. Well, I didn't get injured by <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> it was kind of anti-celebrating. What uh, what happened, man? What- uh, my dog and another dog got into it, and I pulled them apart or tried to, and the other dog latched onto my hand, and here Yikes. we are. Here we are with me on a big band. Ten stitches. Hand. Ten stitches later. So yeah. you you go home for the first time in eight years for lunch. Well, two years. First time I've been able to go because I usually live in faraway lands from from the office. Uh, so I've, I've moved closer to uh, 
to work, so I went home for lunch and uh, paid dearly for it. Just move into a new place, and uh, you're, the neighbor is bringing the dog out to welcome you to the neighborhood and decides uh, 10 fingers is just one too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's typing going, by the way? Typing is not good. So if, you, if all of our readers out there on the website, they're with me. Hunt and peck. Takes you a few few minutes to type one word yeah, now, it's one not pretty. finger at a time. It's, it's not good. Well, I, I'm glad you're all right. You actually had to go to the emergency room, right, or the hospital yeah, or yester- something? Yesterday over lunch, I spent lunch. Uh, I did wolf down a sandwich beforehand. And then uh, is wolf the right word to be using? Yeah, right. yeah that, the, beforehand. Yeah, that, <laughs> and the name of the do- other dog was Wolfie. Oh, so beware, oh beware of what dogs named Wolfie. Well, according to Pets WebMD, there's a WebMD just for pets. I didn't realize that until today. Uh, dogs bite about four and a half million Americans every year. Half of them children between ages five and nine. So of course, be careful with the kids. Uh, one out of every five of those dog bites causes an injury that requires medical attention. And Brian, to care for a dog bite injury at home, you know what the first thing they, they recommend? Uh, wrap it with uh, your favorite golf towel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I did. It's place a clean towel over the injury. And that's exactly what you did. I did, yep. Only it was your favorite golf towel. Yes. All right. Do you want to get that phone call? Or do they not know we're on the radio right now? Put, answer the phone. Well, he, no, couldn't, you, he couldn't get who, it in who his is pocket. It? Who is it? Is it? Telemarketers. All right. He couldn't get it out of his pocket because of his hand. Yeah. Because of the injury. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hang up on it, but my this bandage was, won't. The, 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 it's like the trying to button. use your, uh, your touch screen on your phone when you got a glove on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's like, the worst. You can't do it. Well, um, uh, Becca, you uh, have all your fingers? Yes, I do. Yeah, I got eight and two thumbs. No, f- no fish hooks in them from this weekend? Actually, I did hook my, my finger pretty good. That's really? That's what this Band-Aid is, but I did. I was like, oh, yeah. How did you manage that? Uh, the wind and just not watching where I was grabbing to put a new worm on. So you were reaching out to grab, and sometimes that hook will go whipping back and forth. They in the will. Wind and yeah. No, I had my rod in one hand and trying to grab the hook with the other, and I just was not coordinated, and... Got it in my hand. I'm not very quick. Never do that again, will you? No. Actually, yeah, I probably will. Let's be honest. (laughs) What? uh, So you went fishing last weekend. How did it go? It went really good. I went fishing with my dad and my grandpa. That's the first time I was able to get out on the water this year. So it went really good. I caught six fish. Six fish. Six. I know, right? I totally kicked their butts. Well, you, I, I fished with a couple of friends of mine. There were three of us in the boat. I think you outfished all three of us. That's right. I outfished them. So. And it wasn't just uh, any fish. You caught a couple walleyes even. Yes. Yep. I got two walleyes, a big sunny, and three little perch, which was funny because the worm I was using was longer than the, than the perch. Yeah. 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 I did that. So you guys were uh, pulling spinners with crawlers or bobber fishing or how were you fishing? Oh, yeah. We were trolling with worms. So. That's a weird, that's the same thing we were doing. Mm-hmm. And we were catching those little perch like yep, that. Exactly. And it, well, it kept getting caught on the uh, weeds because we were trying to go through there to get the deep walleye. But so every time I'm like, oh, maybe this is a really big one. And I'm like, this little like four, five inch perch. I'm like, whatever. I'm still taking a picture with it. So <laughs> they're feisty. They are actually. How big were the walleyes? Um, I caught a 14 and I think a 12. Okay. So and then my dad caught a, a 28 inch and Ooh. then a 26 inch the next day. So Where, where'd you say that was? Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm she, not saying. She didn't. But we'll we'll she ask did. you that. I'm not saying. That was a trick question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nice try, Greg. 
<laughs> caught him. Where did they catch him? In the mouth. In the mouth. <laughs> In the exactly. mouth. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know where you could go right now to catch lots and lots of walleyes? I'll give you one guess. More than you ever wanted to know about. More than you ever wanted to know about Malax. Ah. More than you ever wanted to know. More than you ever wanted to know about. Malax, because yes, you may not be able to keep a walleye over there, but you can catch many, many of them. Many good fishing reports coming off that big lake in central Minnesota. Now, Malax Lake is Minnesota's second largest inland lake, with Red Lake being number one. How big, ladies and gentlemen, is Malax? Is it A, 132,516 acres? 494,281 acres or six acres. Six acres. Greg. I'll go with the. Um, Do you remember? B. <laughs> yeah, you B. Go. 494. Brian. Uh, I'm going to be different and go with A. A. And Becca. I'll go with B. B. The correct answer is A. 132,516 acres. Big Lake. A lot of acreage. The answer, uh, of course, is A, the maximum depth. It's uh, 132,000 acres, but the max depth is only, anybody want to, Greg, you want to try to make up for your incorrectness? I should. 42 feet. That's not very deep. 42, I just spit all over the studio. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I was so excited was. about 42 feet. shocked. 42 feet only and 132,000 acres. All right, two islands in the center of Malax make up the smallest national wildlife refuge in the state at just over half an acre. Why was this refuge created? Is it A, because of the rock sculpture carved by glaciers that sits on the island? Is it B, because of turns? Or C, because they wanted the islands to be known for something? Brian. Uh, six isn't one of the uh, options. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with B. B. Turns. Becca. I'm going to go with A, the glaciers. Glaciers. And Greg. B, turns. Turns. The correct answer is common turns. It is B. It is the smallest refuge in the National Wildlife Refuge System and hosts only uh, one of only five common turn breeding colonies in Minnesota. So this tiny, tiny island is the smallest refuge in the National Wildlife Refuge System and uh, has uh, one of only five turn breeding colonies in Minnesota. More than you ever wanted to know about Malax, ladies and gentlemen. According to Wikipedia, Spirit Island, the small rock-made island in the southwest region of the lake, is often referred to as what? A. Prop Point Island. <laughs> B. Stinky Stony Island. Or C. Island in the Stream. Islands in the stream. <laughs> that is what you... Becca, you probably don't even know that song. I don't. She doesn't even oh, get the they're joke. They're all looking at me. She doesn't even get the joke. <laughs> it's also a cool in the gang song. Come on, Becca. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the the stinky, the whatever, B. B, stinky, B. stony island. There you go. Greg. Uh, the prop point. Prop point island. And uh, Brian. I say prop point island. The answer is actually stinky, stony yes. island. Becca, despite her lack of... <laughs> 70s musical <laughs> knowledge. 
she gets that answer correct. Apparently, uh, Spirit Island is also an area where birds use it as a restroom. Mm, so nice. there is there is another name for that island that we won't use here on the radio show. So that's why they call it Stony Island. Okay. Stinky Stony Island. Yes. Uh, question number four. What species of fish is not found in Malax? A, the burbot. B, the tulipy. Or C, the freshwater whale shark. Freshwater whale shark. Greg. Freshwater. That is the freshwater whale shark. All right, we don't even know. <laughs> we don't need to go. I'm not going to have any fun with that one. <laughs> nah. Hey, by the way, what is the this? The joke uh, is over. What is, the, uh, what is our prize today? It's a freshwater whale shark. <laughs> As a matter of fact. Or a Malax right. walleye? How about a Malax walleye? It's still alive yeah, right. and it's right behind you. Okie dokie. <laughs> land shark. Land shark. Land shark. No, ma'am, I'm just a mere dolphin. <laughs> Question number five, more than you ever wanted to know about Malax. What does Malax mean in French? Does it mean A, many walleyes, B, lake that stretches for miles, or C, thousands lakes? Uh, where are we at? Brian. Oh, they all sound kind of ridiculous. We'll go with B. Lake that stretches for miles. Becca. I'm going to go with A. A, many walleyes. Means Milwaukee. The la- oh, good, sorry. Different movie. Ooh, Greg. <laughs> B. B. Lake that stretches for miles. Malax in French means thousands lakes. Seriously. That was uh, what they knew this area was uh, was known for, was all the lakes. Big surprise. There's one or two around here. But uh, that's that makes what makes sense. Thousand lakes. All right, this week on Northland Outdoors Television, uh, tune in on Fox Sports North Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., Thursday mornings at 8.30 on uh, WDAY, WDAZ, KBMY, and KCMY. Did I get those all correct, Greg? Got it. Yeah, those are Sunday mornings. You can watch Northland Outdoors Television, and we explore the Mille Lacs mystery on this weekend's show. Why do we have a catch-and-release season only this summer? What happened? What are people saying? We hear from the DNR. We hear from the business owners, uh, launch owners, guides, bait shop owners, homeowners. That's one one segment of the population that you don't really hear from as much in this whole thing. You hear about the business owners, you hear about the anglers, but you don't hear about the people that bought property, that loved to fish for walleyes and bought property on the shores of Mille Lacs, and they're watching their property values drop. Yeah. They're, they're like, we, we don't, we came, we moved here, we retired here for walleye fishing. You don't hear from them. We talk to them on this weekend's Northland Outdoors television. Uh, So check it out. Also, uh, Glyphwick was there. So we got the perspective from the tribes as well. Uh, Very interesting Northland Outdoors television. Don't miss it this weekend. Uh, Check your local listings to watch it. Greg, as we saw firsthand this year, Mille Lacs is is seeing some of the best fishing in years. Yeah, it's wild. There are uh, not a lot of the uh, fish, the... 16 to 17, but man, there's a great, great crop of that 14-inch uh, walleye coming up, and we caught a ton of them. We did see some bigger fish, too. I think there was one that was a little over 28, and, uh, and of course, the smallmouth fishing is uh, a lot of fun, too. So, uh, But yeah, the walleyes, there certainly is a good future there, uh, a lot of numbers, so that's exciting. And we fished um, for, for a good chunk, but that afternoon, or that evening... I guess uh, is when it really kicked in. When the sun went down, the fishing was, was just nuts. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. We had, I don't know, eight or nine of us on the launch. Uh, Terry's there. And 
there were bobbers going down all over the place. You didn't know which direction to look. The fishing was unbelievable. And we, we did catch a number of those smaller ones. So there are some, some a great year class of fish. I think the 2013 one is one that everybody's really excited about that's coming up. But I've talked to a number of people that have been catching fish from, from all sorts of year classes over there this year. And uh, we had that, that one guy on the boat with us that uh, said he had the best. He's been fishing Mille Lacs his whole life, had the best day he's ever had on that lake this year. Yeah, the weekend before weekend before we were out there so uh yeah awesome if you like to get your uh line stretched it's still a great place to go You've got the night band to consider so if you're going to go over for that evening bite just uh, be prepared to get off the lake by 10 o'clock but uh yeah awesome and here's the thing i like to eat walleyes i love to eat walleye who doesn't right everybody likes to do it i love catching fish i like catching fish probably more than i like eating them but it's a, almost a tie <laughs> it's very close but you can catch crappies. You can catch northern pike. When we were up at, in Saskatchewan, we ate northern pike every day. It was delicious. Some of the best fish you can get. So going to Mille Lacs to keep fish, you're not, you're not going to go over there and keep walleyes this year. Big deal. But if you want to go catch a lot of fish and catch big fish, you can do that over there this year. Absolutely. Some of the best fish, and obviously smallmouth and big pike, and of course, musky fishing over there. I've heard some rumblings about that. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> so here's the thing. And I talked to a friend of mine that's a guide. In fact, uh, he's guiding earlier this week on Mille Lacs. He's bringing a couple of guys up from, I think they're from Iowa or somewhere else. And uh, I said, well, what are you going to, are you going to go walleye fishing finally? He goes, nope, they want to keep some fish. So they're going to go try to catch some smallmouth and some pike. Sure. And you know what? It's, it's legal to do, and they're going to be able to catch them without any problem. And these guys want to eat fish, and I don't blame them for wanting to eat fish. If you go on a fishing trip, you want to have a shore lunch, or you want to have a fish dinner, absolutely. But, man, if you're making a trip to Mille Lacs, if you <laughs> go there and fish for walleyes, yeah, and then catch a couple pike to fry up. But uh, the, the walleye fishing over there is great, and I, I just hope that means uh, – Good things for the future. Absolutely. It's hey. got to, right? It's got to. And don't keep any walleyes. Some guys have been busted over there keeping walleyes. So don't do it, man, or else you might be featured in our... Running afoul of the law. See what I did there? Running afoul of the law. Segway. <laughs> Running afoul of the law. Uh, surprisingly... Over the busy 4th of July weekend, there were no arrests for boating while intoxicated. What? Is that true or false? That's false. Yeah. That's completely false. I mean, I, I, hook, line, and sinker, you got me. <laughs> All right, true or false? CEO Gary Forsberg from Pelican Rapids took a complaint between a cabin owner and a fisherman. The cabin owners were playing fetch with their labs in the water which upset several fishermen in the area. The fishermen then started casting his lures toward the dogs. The dogs then chased the lures out into the lake and one had to be rescued by the owner. True or false, Becca? I'm gonna say it's true. It is a true story. Wow. And kind of a sad story when you think about it. You know, the, the lake doesn't belong to anybody. It belongs to everybody. I mean, well, you know what I meant. Not just one, yeah. Right. It, it belongs to everybody, and, and uh, you have to be respectful of other people using a lake in a, in a certain area. But you have to be able, especially if you own the lakeshore and you want to play fetch with your dog in the water, you got to be able to do it, mm -hmm. unless it's the hottest spot on the lake and it's crowded with fishermen. Then don't throw your bumper into the middle of, of a bunch of fishermen. 
But can't we all just get along, man? It's <laughs> crazy. Jeez. So anyway, uh, hopefully none of the dogs uh, got injured there, or the fishermen for that matter. Uh, CEO Eric, because I can see it from both sides on that. Right. Just find a way to coexist, man. Or honestly, for the July weekend, just stay off the lake. That's oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, better yet. Some of those lakes, I don't even like to be near them on Fourth of July weekend. CEO Eric Sullivan from Walker received a call of a stranded boater on Winnie. When Sullivan responded, the wind was causing four-foot rollers. She was blowing. And this guy is out there just bobbing up and down in a boat that's not moving. And he said, I'm impressed. You didn't get sick out here. The boater said, well, actually, I just got done being sick right before you got here. <laughs> true or false, Brian? Yeah, that's, that's true. That is a true story. Very it wasn't me, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're feeling better. CEO Marty Stage from Ely was sorting out some unregistered kayaks just outside the Boundary Waters when he watched a motorboat race by. When uh, they contacted the, the operators of the motorboat, they explained that a kayaker had informed them that they shouldn't have been there on that lake and that their permit was for a lake 20 miles away. Then the kayaker came up to report that the motorboat was just on the lake illegally. Unfortunately, he was using a pedal kayak, which is also illegal in the Boundary Waters. Is this true or false? <laughs> Who hasn't done one yet, Greg? <laughs> I Greg. And it all sounds realistic, but I'm going to go with uh, false. It's actually a true story. It is. A true story. So to summarize, because sometimes the rules can get confusing, as, as confusing as this story that I'm trying to read right <laughs> that now. That was a lot. <laughs> Holy moly. So basically, uh, CO was on a lake that's uh, paddle only. And he was checking some kayaks that weren't registered like they were supposed to. And a guy with an outboard goes cruising by. He goes, hey, what is he's not supposed to be out here. Kayaker confronts the boater, says, you're not on, you're on the wrong lake. So the boat, boater goes cruising back. <laughs> the CEO goes up to the, the, the guy driving the boat and says, uh, what are you doing? He goes, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong lake. That kayaker just told me I'm on the wrong lake. I'm out of here, man. Kayaker comes over to the CEO to say, hey, there's a guy driving a boat around out here. He says, yeah, I got it taken care of. By the way, the kayak you're in is illegal. <laughs> so everybody just go home. Everybody. Yeah, really. Just let's <laughs> try it again. I didn't, you know what? I didn't know that, that the, that the uh, paddle kayak, that's the part that I thought you were throwing a wrench in the works. Well, I didn't know that that was the case. Paddle only, I guess I had assumed human power, but it's I, good to know. I actually thought the same thing when I read this story. I was surprised to hear about that. And so that's why I said that sometimes the rules can get really confusing. So... Uh, maybe if you've got something like that, or if you're going into restricted waters, call your CEO and uh, just make sure. CEO Caleb S. from Sox Center stopped a jet skier that was operating past legal hours. When the, when the jet ski operator refused to stop after seeing the flashing red and blue lights behind Ooh. him, they stated, I just thought you were being really patriotic. <laughs> oh. Wow. That's awesome. Is that true or false, uh, Becca? <laughs> I'm going to say that that's true. <laughs> it's, true. it's like the only weekend you can do that. It's <laughs> a true story. No, we didn't get away with it, though. Oh, no, no, of course not. But True story. Good try, though. That was yeah, good. exactly. <laughs> All right, that is running afoul of the law, ladies and gentlemen. This is Northland Outdoors. Radio, thank you for tuning in. It's our 200th show, ladies and gentlemen. 200th show. Was it Becca? It's cool in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. We are celebrating uh, week two of the television show, Northland Outdoors Television. Check your guide and watch it this weekend. 
Also, our new magazine is coming out soon. Brian, we ran out of time to talk about that. We'll talk about that next weekend here Sounds on the radio good. show. You can subscribe for free at northlandoutdoors.com. Coming up, we're going to talk uh, walleye fishing, trout fishing, what's working, what's not, what last-minute items you might want to bring on a canoe trip. Ben Putnam from Bounty Waters Outfitters joins us next. Plus, John Devney from Delta Waterfall gives us a sneak peek into new research that uh, they're launching aimed at a couple of diving ducks. Which ones? We'll tell you later in the show. Guys, happy 200th show. Right on. Let's celebrate. There's a party going on right here. I'm not going to lie to you. You feel good. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.